Hello everybody, welcome back to Active Quest episode 113. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British boy Chris Pennell. What do you have on your shirt there? What do you got there? Street Fighter, man. Who's that? Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. Just OG Street Fighter. Okay, yeah. beautiful. It's got the, Chris, like this 80s things? retro kind of moon behind it and it looks really sick. It does. It does, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes. Chris, I, how are things? I, I'm, I'm a sleepy boy. Um... Yeah, it's been a bit of a challenging week, but uh, I've I've got through it. Uh, how are we're you? We're just we're drowning. We're drowning in the games. Yeah, just just so. I mean, it's like a it's kind of a dumb thing to complain about. <laughs> it's too too many free video games. I don't know. Anyway, um, Chris, it's good to be here with you, Josh. You're looking lovely as always with your cardigan. How are things, Thanks. Josh? Uh, I'm I'm tired. I'm working on a, on a Resident Evil 2 article right now, and I'm really excited about it. I I, I pitched mm. a new kind of uh, feature that could potentially be a series mm -hmm. at Retroware. Oh, it was it was that. one of those yeah. like that sounds cool. Go ahead and write the first one, and then let's you know let's see how. Yeah, it but I'm I'm yeah. excited. I even went through uh, and found really really old like advertisements and pictures from like like 1998 oh, magazines nice. for some of the pictures. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Awesome. Uh, Josh Nichols, by the way. Hello, Josh. Um, hope mm. everybody is doing well. Thank you for joining us today. Um, lots of video games, lots of things to talk about. Uh, a couple things before we get into what we're going to discuss. Remember, you can always um, reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow via email um, at activequestpodcast at gmail.com and remember to keep those itunes ratings coming it really helps us out share the show too uh, if you like it um you know, share the show yeah. thank you retweet share it with your share with your like. share it with your neighbor yeah share it with your dog your neighbor's dog yeah um what else am i missing anything i guess that's it uh, okay here we go run of show here we go so here's what we're going to talk about uh like i said lots of video games have come out Lots of video games to discuss. Um, we'll talk a little bit about this Balan Wonder World. Am I saying that right? Balan, Balan, Balan. I have. No I like. Idea. I like that who one. Gives, yeah, Balan. Balan sounds cool. Balan. <laughs> Balan. I said it. I said that to Kennedy. I was like. Uh, I was like, yeah, this Balan or you know, whatever is not doing well. She goes, Bland Wonder World. Is that what it's called? Bland Wonder. I'm like, no, that's not. But that's really it's definitely great. not they bland. Start calling it that. That would be oh, a really bland? good uh, subtitle for like your review headline. <laughs> More like bland Wonderland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's it's Wonder World, but I thought it was Wonderland also. Bland <laughs> it's like Underworld. A, uh, it, it's like a Mandela effect. I swear that game was called Wonderland, but it's not. It's not. It's Wonder World. I don't know. Mm. <clears throat> um, couple things. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm just looking through here. Uh, a new Pikmin AR mobile game was announced. Not really much to discuss about that, but you know how much I love Pikmin. Um, we'll talk about the new Resident Evil movie. Uh, and then the, the uh, ID at Xbox showcase with a bajillion indie games. We'll quickly cover that. I think the big story of the week, though, is um, <clears throat> this report here about the PS3 and PS Vita stores shutting down, which, is, which was uh, originally reported by The Gamer um and we'll talk about that we got some listener questions chris and i have been playing a little monster hunter mm -hmm. uh monster hunter show me the ropes a little bit it's very complicated uh chris we also played it takes two yes a very good video game it's, we a have, very good it, video that's, game. it's got the stamp of approval a very good video game um josh you've been playing hold on 
Neo Geo Pocket Color Selection Volume 1. Yeah. That sounds crazy. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And a little game called Gex Enter the Gecko. Never heard of it. <laughs> so, we'll, so, we'll, <laughs> so yeah, we got a lot to discuss. Chris, I know you said you're tired. Um, we'll try to, for the sake of your, your, you know, you staying awake and editing and stuff, we'll try to keep it to a We'll just end least, it right you know, now. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. I, I, I Actually, really yeah, like our last yeah, episode, just... so if you can give that some love, um, share it around, you know, download it, that'd be fantastic because mm -hmm. that took me a long mm -hmm. time to edit and i think doc squiddy was really cool to talk to about his game um yeah adios. I, think, I think we need to i think we had need to have more developers on here yeah because it is very fast it's it fascinating, fascinating to get their um insight and you know it was awesome just to get their his thoughts on like playstation plus and those kind of deals and how they work um yeah, because mm -hmm. we've been thinking about mm -hmm. that for a while on this podcast, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. We asked him, right. like, is this, is this, you know, is that, is that a good thing? And he said, it, what, was it usually a lump sum? But it's, yeah. like, guaranteed money, right. so it's, that like, it's good. worth yeah. it. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, anyway, check that episode out. That was episode 112. Um, thank you again to Doc for coming on the show. Um, okay, so just a couple quick things here. Um, this Balan Wonderworld is... Uh, it is Wonder World. Okay, I, I was like, "Fuck, is it Wonderland?" I just did it. I I do that every time. Ugh. Wonder World. Um, is first of all, it's not getting very good reviews. No. So, so that's no surprise there. And I, and I, and I believe Square didn't send out early copies, which is never a good sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's who's that dumb <laughs> guy at Square Enix that keeps um like <laughs> accepting these pitches? Because, like, we had, like, mm. the other man or something like that. that the quiet oh, the man. Quiet that's man. it. The quiet man. Yeah. And now this. Like, <laughs> yeah. it has this games. weird kind of, like, side thing going on where it's, like, just finding the bottom of the barrel and just bringing it out. Anyway, that <laughs> might like be too when, mean. I'm sorry. I like when they don't do review codes, but the game's good. That doesn't happen that often, but I remember what happened with Doom 2016. Everyone was like, ooh, is it going to be bad? Because Bethesda didn't give out review codes. And then the reviews all oh, hit. Right. And it was like, oh, this game is great. Yeah. 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 Anyway, also, Balan is sixty dollars. Um, oh, it's, it's, I didn't yeah, know it's, that. it's literally a sixty dollar game. I I thought maybe it was a thirty or forty dollar game. It is sixty dollars. That sucks. Okay, hold on. Let me get into the actual story here. So the story with this is that during one of the final bosses or the final boss, there is uh, footage that is potentially triggering to those with epileptic yep. uh, tendencies. Uh, so lots of flashing lights and games have that sometimes and a lot of times it's like negligible or like not too bad or not noticeable or whatever but in this i watched it and a lot of people watched it and they were and it's like how did this get past sir like yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand so anyway um maybe the certificate uh, uh, maybe the cert guys that uh, you know certify these games uh maybe they just didn't want to get through this game Maybe they didn't even play through it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. They looked at okay. the cover of the game so, and went, um... no, that's certified. It's good. But honestly, I'm not surprised because when I played the demo, I felt ill. Mm -hmm. uh, for some I don't know why. The visuals, it might be flashing lights. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I felt really ill, like playing a VR game or, or something like that after. I, I felt ill the first time I saw it. Yeah. Ever. I was just like, that's fucking horrifying. I never want to touch that. <laughs> anyway, um, so Liana Ruppert over at Game Informer actually like, uh, uh, basically published like a PSA for that. And then 
the 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 Balan studio or Balan company, whatever. Um, they said that that they were going to release a day one patch, and apparently it's been fixed. So good. I yeah. guess that's good. Um, yeah. Don't I? We're not. I don't think we're going to be covering that game really no, like, in terms right. of yeah, playing it. So um, nobody yeah. threatened right, us with the review code up. either. So <laughs> yeah, nobody threatened us with the <laughs> review code. Um. Okay. Here's a, here's a a story that I could probably do a whole episode on by myself, just talking about it. But I'm not going to do that. Um. But anyway, there were a couple reports uh, from Eurogamer and then also uh, Modern Warzone, which is a Call of Duty uh, website, um, that basically says that this year's Call of Duty is going to be set in World War II, and it is codenamed uh, Vanguard. Let's see. Call of Duty World War II Vanguard, and from what I understand, that name is probably going to be changed at least slightly. At least that's what the report said. Yeah. The one thing that was interesting, though, is on the Eurogamer report, Euro, there was a little bit of a discrepancy. Eurogamer, here, let me read this right here. Um, this, is, this is from Eurogamer. This is uh, Wesley Yinpool. Quote, Modern Warzone also reports, quote, the entire game takes place in an alternate timeline where 1945 wasn't the end of World War II, end quote, and is set in the 1950s. Eurogamer understands this detail isn't quite right, and Vanguard has a traditional World War II setting. So at this point, it's kind of unclear, yeah, where in the timeline but this is going to take place. But it's interesting, nonetheless. It's I think with that name Vanguard, like there's a pop, there's a famous ship called the HMS Vanguard, uh, which was oh, a battleship that was built during that time. So. Uh, for the Royal Navy, so perhaps that has something to do with the game. That is going to be more like ship combat elements. Um, because yeah. we saw that yeah. map in the previous Call of Duty game, right? Black Ops Cold War. There was like a, sh mm. there was like, there were like oh, ships, yeah, ships around the map. There were, uh, yeah. like it was all like focused on like a carrier. I can't remember. It's been a while. Uh, on a battleship yeah. or something. So I think maybe they could focus more on that with the campaign. Um, but yeah, yeah like I, I'd be down mm -hmm. to play another World War Two game. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it, it, in and of itself, it's okay. But my my whole concern is with Warzone. I don't know how that's gonna work. Work the war. The idea of Warzone being a consistent thing, but then Call of Duty games that come out each year are different in theme. It just doesn't make sense how that's gonna work with Warzone. Yeah. Like, I, I I actually tweeted about this, and a lot of people had their own like ideas and stuff, and all of them like makes sense but but like n nothing really is like great like no solution is great for how that's integrated into warzone because you know you've got your world war ii weapons but how are those going to compete with your modern weapons are they going to just be skins that's what I, they I, should I do know. i it's think just, is just do skins it's probably the easiest way it's i just right. find it yeah. weird because like why don't you just let that game be its own thing why does it have to be yeah. tied into marketing new exactly games? yeah i agree Mo well, yeah, because they want people to buy the buy the like game. Call of Duty Mobile the, isn't connected to the mo like the modern shooters. I don't see why this one has to be right. Yeah, so I think what it is is Warzone has led to a lot of sales yeah. of Modern Warfare and Black Ops Cold War because they're all tied together and there's advertisements yeah. across both. It's 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 marketing and it's a way to make money. But yeah, I'm with you in terms of like actual gameplay and. You know, It'd be easier, and they could just uh, they could just have ads for the uh. I, hey, watch this ad for the new Call of Duty game, and we'll give you some battle points or whatever. You know, like mm. yeah, that'd be cool. So anyway, 
that that's probably true and obviously that'll be out this october or november typically is when the call of duty games come out speaking of november it seems like halo infinite is probably going to come out in november of this year um obviously it was delayed a year basically um and verlon verlon roberts um who is an actor on the game seems to have said that it's going to be coming out in november um we've got actually a story from games radar that you can read here um over uh by let's see kieran crier um but yeah josh i wanted to ask you about this what did you make of this timing i i think you mentioned that this is probably this is what you were expecting yeah this is what i was expecting halo usually comes out in november so when they delayed it, mm-hmm. like when they first delayed it, my mm-hmm. first thing was, okay, it's coming out in November. Like, they're not going to delay it for a month or right. two. They're just going to go, you know what? Let's just release it when we always do and get an extra year of development time. Yeah. So, obviously, this isn't officially confirmed, but there's an interview um, with uh, Roberts here. And, yeah, they mentioned that it's going to probably be coming out in November. I'm excited, too. It gives Absolutely. everybody more time to do replays <laughs> of games. Because I haven't had a chance to, mm-hmm. you know, replay any of the Halos in the last few months at least i wanted to replay at least you know a couple of them and i haven't had time so i'm yeah. happy that it was delayed personally yeah um i'm definitely gonna play that and i think it's gonna be really good especially that you know you can tell that um 343 is taking feedback into consideration and man they got an extra year like that's awesome like think of all these games that launch in an unfinished state and then a year later they're pretty good uh, they right. can't do that that happens like that happens often though right yeah so so like so like uh if if you just give them that year to begin with it'll probably be good i, right? I feel so. like halo infinite as well is like make or break for the series like mm-hmm. it has to succeed um at this right. point or it's just gonna go the way of the dodo they still have um, their TV show yeah. coming out soon, too. Like, more information came out on that. So I think they're going to make sure it's good, because like you said, Chris, they have to. Like, yeah. right. they can't. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped for that. And I got my Series S. I'm going to play the shit out of that. I'm excited. And Game Pass. Josh, we need to... And Game Pass. Yeah, I don't have to pay for it. Although, I want to see if we can get it early. Oh, my God. I, Just... would, I, would, <laughs> I would love that. Let's see. Just for coverage purposes, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. We'll probably find out uh, maybe around summertime. Um, Speaking of delayed games, unfortunately, Back for Blood, which is the spiritual successor, I guess, to Left 4 Dead, has been delayed by kind of a long time. Um, It was originally supposed to come out June 22nd, but it will now come out October 12th. Uh, Here's a statement by Turtle Rock. Spooky time. Turtle Rock Studios, the developer of Back for Blood, says, quote, Turtle Rock Studios is working hard to make Back for Blood the best game it could possibly be at launch, and the team needs more time to do this. Therefore, we will release Back for Blood on October 12, 2021. We thank our community for its continued support and are excited to share that there will be an open beta this summer, end quote. Um, so this year has been pretty packed in terms of delays. Uh, I, I remember pretty much at the beginning of January, games started getting delayed. I think Outriders actually was delayed in January because it was supposed to come out in March or something. Yeah. And then it seems like every couple weeks, a big game is delayed, sometimes into next year. So this isn't necessarily surprising to me. And Josh, as you mentioned, closer to spooky time, yeah. I think this makes sense. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly, even I, if it was done, like, it makes more sense to release it then. You know? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to see this much more 
Um, I know uh, Jason Shry, he was pointing towards this. Um, you know, he kind of hinted that there's more delays on the way. Uh, this yeah. is in- an instance of that. Uh, Humankind, I think. I think that's what it's called. Um, from Sega. Um, that was uh, delayed as well. Um, because I... <laughs> it, 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 and it was really, really delayed like quickly because I covered it for April... April 2021 games to look out for and then it got delayed like oh, wow. <laughs> soon after it got published so <laughs> um huh. yeah so i think we should expect more delays like this and i i think that's fine honestly yeah um I do just too. because the covid pandemic the, um, the like schedules have probably been pushed back um and yeah it's this probably just going to come out later than we expect I understand being disappointed when your favorite game gets delayed too, but real realistically, I, I promise you that there's something out there that you could play that you'll enjoy. There's you so know, many like, games out go, there, like even 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 outside of Game Pass, like even before you even get the subscription services, like there's tons of games that you could that are, that that have gone out in price over the last year or two that you probably haven't played. You know, so yeah, go pick some of those. Go up. play. Go go play the Evil Within or yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Prey or one of those games. Dishonored yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Dishonored too. <laughs> yeah. Morrowind. Um. More <laughs> um okay speaking of new games here uh nintendo just like randomly announced this niantic partnership uh and it looks like they're making a pikmin game it's a mobile <laughs> game and, it, and it's ar chris you shut your whore mouth chris you shut your whore mouth chris um <laughs> Not a whore. <laughs> I love how you said that. Okay. Um, I don't think you're a whore, Chris. But uh yeah, so Pikmin. Pikmin is one of my favorite games. Um, let me read this here because it's interesting. This is gonna it, it it seems like it's gonna play similarly to Pokemon Go, just in that you're you know, you've got this AR sort of um I don't know, mechanic or formula. Um let me read this here. This is a I guess it's a press release from Nintendo. This is on the Nintendo website. Um Niantic and Nintendo team up to create a mobile application featuring Pikmin, the first in a series of apps that the two companies will develop together. The title is designed to make walking more fun. Hmm. Okay. Um, just reading through here. Uh, AR technology company Niantic and Nintendo are partnering together to jointly develop apps that, conv- that combine Niantic's real-world AR technology with Nintendo's beloved characters. The first title the two companies are developing together is based on the Pikmin franchise uh, with gameplay activities designed to encourage walking and make the activity more enjoyable. Um, The app is scheduled to launch globally later in 2021 with Niantic as the publisher. The title will uh, also be the first title created by Niantic Tokyo Studio, Niantic's development studio established in April um that's pretty much it we don't know what the game is but on the nintendo tweeted this out and the picture is a bunch of pikmin running around on the floor (laughs) or on the ground and then there's like a pair of legs so like i guess i it seems like a natural fit like i didn't think of it but like it seems like it would work pretty well yeah yeah like so like the pikmin are following you maybe something like that and like and like they all have their different abilities and you pick up resources as you walk around yeah. and i don't know something like that that's kind of what i imagine and chris you, 
you were you you were yawning at that. Have you ever played Pikmin? No, I don't even think the you've concept played it. kind of bores me. Oh my god, it's amazing! Yeah, it's it's really so cool. Fun. There's like boss battles and like puzzles and shit. Oh man, okay. you're totally. Yeah, you don't need to play that. one and I'm, two. I'm, you I'm, can just jump in at three. Like they, mm-hmm. they yeah, it, it's it's set up for you to jump in. At you three. don't remember me like raving the, about the, that the game? The thing is, awesome I would is? play it if Nintendo dropped their prices. Oh, that oh, won't happen. That. Exactly. My uh, Walmart yes. still has Other M for for sixty dollars, and I'm like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no one's gonna buy Other M for sixty dollars. But uh, I don't know. The more exciting part of this news is um, that they'll be working on other Nintendo franchises as yeah. well. So I would, yeah. I would love to like Breath of the Wild, but in AR, where you find different creatures and, and uh, treasure uh, along the way uh, in your walks, because it's it's kind of natural for Zelda to work with this. Um, Put Star yeah. Fox interesting on phones so I can gyro. <laughs> and shoot stuff. Seriously, that'd be so much fun. Like, what other they're not using Nintendo Star Fox anyway, so... Uh, there's a bunch. I mean, you could pretty much do it with almost anything. Dylan's Mario Rolling Kart. Western. Bring him back. You guys remember Dylan? <laughs> the Armadillo? I love him. What's his name? Dylan. Dylan's Dylan Rolling Western Armadillo? on 3DS. It was a, like an, a semi-open world tower defense game, and it was a cowboy armadillo. Oh no, I don't remember. It was good. Is that like a, a downloadable game? Yeah, it was really cool. I don't Can you imagine huh. like a first-person Fire Emblem game? No, Where, I don't like, want to get What? I sure can't. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like on a grid with other people. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> first-person. Yeah. That'd be kind of interesting. I, like I, Harry they Potter make chess. It work, honestly, I'm down. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I do think it's fascinating that there are other titles are working on as well. Sorry it's for the um, Pikmin height. I just yeah. It's, it. it's not it's not nice, Chris. I know. Pikmin's very I, I good. I apologize. I'm a whore. Pikmin's very good. You're a whore. <laughs> Did you say you're a whore? I'm a whore. <laughs> okay. Let's uh that yeah, that, that wraps us up for the quick stuff. So why don't we jump into some news? Is everybody ready for some news? Yes. Ready. Chris, are you sure you're ready? You don't look ready. I'm ready. There you go. There you go. There's a smile. <laughs> okay, let's dive into some news. That face you're making is the face you make when you listen to a really nasty riff. It's like a frown almost, but it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, where you're just like. Mm. The listeners can't see the face I'm making, obviously. Um, if you look up the Meshuga face, actually, here, let's see. <laughs> Meshuga face. Let's see. Yep, there it is. There. Look up Meshuga face. You'll know you know exactly who makes that face about. a lot is Pikachu. Yeah, he kind of does. I bet he's listening to some he thick riffs when he's with his like Pikachu AirPods or something. I love, I love how you said that. Some thick riffs. Thick All right. Riffs. Let's Jesus. Let's talk about Resident Evil. There's a new movie coming out. Which, if you just quickly say that Resident Evil movie, you probably roll your eyes because you think of the uh, what? What is it? Wes? What? Paul Thomas? The, no, no, it's W S. Yeah, Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Paul. Isn't that it? Paul W S Anderson. That's it. Something yeah, like that's that. it. Anyway, at first I almost said movies. Wes Anderson, and I was like, I would watch a that's Wes a, Anderson yeah. Resident Evil movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wait, Wes Anderson's good. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
the one the ones with the Mila Djokovic or something. Um, yeah, that's anyway, his wife. Those are bad. Yeah, they just make Resident Evil movies together. Oh, that's his wife. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's why he doesn't no have shit. to put a lot of effort in. Basically, they're just like having fun making movies and getting money. Like, no shit. I didn't realize that, huh? Okay, you learn something new every day. All right, here we go. So uh, we've got a story here from Variety. This is Elise Schaefer. Resident Evil director Johannes Roberts reveals title and details of upcoming film. Quote, the upcoming Johannes Roberts directed Resident Evil film now has a name. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Not terrible. I like Could that. be worse. Yeah. Could be better. Not terrible. I, so far, I have no reason to be upset. Um, <laughs> Roberts revealed the title and details of the movie's plot during a panel with IGN's Lucy O'Brien at South by Southwest, I think is what that stands for, on yeah. Saturday. Um, shout out to Lucy O'Brien, by the way. Yeah. Um, speaking about the genesis of the title, uh, Roberts, who has directed both the 47 Meters Down films, um, said the, that the setting of Raccoon City plays a big role in the film. Quote, the movie is very much an origin story for Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil uh, end quote, Robert said. Uh, quote, it's an ensemble piece, and Raccoon City plays a big part and is a character in the movie. It's about this group of people all coming down, or sorry, all coming from different angles, some coming into town, some already having grown up in this town, meeting over this one fateful night, end quote. Um, and then the article goes on. Uh, the film will follow the original Resident Evil characters of Claire and Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, and Leon S. Kennedy. <laughs> Leon! Um, and will play up the horror aspect of the video games, Robert said. Roberts looked to John Carpenter films, such as The Fog, that's kind of cool, for inspiration, as well as the original video games. Um, yeah, and then it just kind of goes on. We, we don't want to read the whole thing here. You guys can uh, take a look at the Variety article. But the nice thing is that, yeah, this seems like it's going to be more faithful to the video games, which I think is, that's like usually the number one complaint with video game movies, is that you, like the people in charge of making the movies have no idea what the video game is. Yeah. So it's basically it's like, just um... slap most video game movies that are good for a long time we had we would say it was good but we it was like good with caveats like silent hill right. was a good movie yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it wasn't a good adaptation of the game you know mm -hmm. it's so, nice to have i like, have kind of like movies i'm i'm cautiously optimistic about this i love resident evil so 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 much i would pay a thousand dollars for i don't know um i'm just i i, I don't know i'm I'm very excited about resident evil village very very excited about that and uh you know just the future of the series i love it so much so like in my like for me i'm the guy who's gonna watch this right like i'm the the, the target audience for this and and i'm i'm mildly pumped for this i'm just gonna that say that title is smart um, as well because that's gonna get classic resident evil fans to come to watch it as well because raccoon city is like kind of, that like, that's the pivotal moment in resident yeah. evil history and that's like such right. a treasured part of it lets them know hey this isn't those other movies history, come yeah. watch this one yeah. yeah right and and the way it's phrased welcome to raccoon city that kind of almost makes me think that there might be more like yeah welcome to raccoon city like 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 this is the start of something big like i don't know I, honestly I, I, think, I think you know i'm 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 hoping this is good but i, I i'm i'm 
I'm already excited for the other one too. So like, even if this one's just fine, at least I'm getting my oh the show. Yeah, my Resident Evil. Well, the yeah, show, show, and we're getting a movie. We're getting a, a, a another. C, we're getting like a CGI. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we're getting right. that too. That's like Resident that's Evil kinda... four. Uh, in between four and five. So yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So we actually um have a question here. We'll answer this now just because it's it's relevant. Um, Zion. Uh, Grassel, I, I think that's how you say the last name, um, over from Nintendo Life, um, asks, what are your hopes for the new Resident Evil movie? I'm personally hoping it's more focused on the horror of surviving the Raccoon City outbreak uh, than the overall action of killing zombies. And that kind of that kind of idea goes for the games as well, right? Like, I'm way more into the survival aspects than the shooting, like, you know, obviously Resident Evil 5 and 6. We've talked about it a million times. I like the survival horror uh, aspects better. Yeah, I think you can do a lot with like the camera angles, kind of like the original oh, games. Oh, that'd be so cool to if ma- they did. To, to make it, yeah, to make it more like claustrophobic feeling and 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 like up the ante in the horror department. Yeah. I think there's a lot they can do with this to make it scary because the the Paul W S Anderson films are just action movies. Like it's just people blowing also, away. Also, uh, right? if they do it right, it's cheaper. Like, you don't have to have a million mm-hmm. explosions and everybody with a machine gun. I, you know, if you do it right, it could be cheap. I think it'd be cool, though, right. if they keep the suspense growing. And then at the end, the climax, there's the big boss fight with... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could be cool. Mr. Yeah. X, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. I want Danny DeVito yeah, to play Mr. Really X, cool. though. I love Danny DeVito. <laughs> I, I want him to I be do. chasing them in the next Mr. X hat. Oh, I do worry God. though that there's too many characters in this movie. Like I feel like yeah. it should be split in two movies because, like, they each have their own perspectives in the story, and I feel like mm-hmm. if you put that all in one movie, that might feel rushed. But yeah, I don't yeah, know. you might run into you might run into like a Spider-Man but, three scenario where there's yeah, too many but, too many characters. If um, they change it thinking... to like one central antagonist instead of two uh, throughout Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 then I, I think that would work um, I want the zapping yeah. system to be in the movie too I want there <laughs> the to be two different system. beginnings and endings like a mix and match yeah oh my god that'd be wild <laughs> that'd be wild anyway I'm pumped for this uh, I'm a sucker I'm I'm almost like a like willing to give it the benefit of the doubt just because I want it to be good. And that's probably bad. <laughs> that's like setting myself up for disappointment. But nonetheless, I'm very excited about that. And I think it could be really cool. And I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, okay, let's talk about this ID at Xbox showcase. Um, there's a lot here and we're, we just don't have time. We don't have the bandwidth to literally go through all of these games here. But what I think we can do is... I'll just read off the games that were announced, and if there's anything on there that you think is worth discussing, which I think there is, um, we'll talk about it and sort of do like an abridged version of this, just because there's so much here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on, what was this, uh, Friday or Thursday? Uh, there's th- there was this Xbox uh, ID, uh, it's called ID at Xbox Showcase, and they just announced all these new indie games, or... Uh, indie games that already existed but maybe hadn't been on Xbox and are coming to the platform. So, here's the list of games 
that were featured during the showcase. I will read them alphabetically here. And and uh, thank you to Games Radar for uh, compiling this. Uh, Connor Sheridan. Um, adios. Hey, there you go. Um, Aerial Knights Never Yield. Airport for Aliens Run by Dogs. <laughs> Alba, <laughs> a wildlife adventure. It just sounds like I'm making up words. Uh, Alchemic Cutie <laughs> Among Us. Art of Rally. Astria Ascending, that's that uh, game that's made by the Final Fantasy developers. Oh. JRPG looks really cool. Um, Atrio the Dark Wild. A trio? I don't know. Um, Blaster Master oh, Zero. Oh, that game is sweet. If you, yeah, Black Blaster Master Zero is on the Switch. That game is awesome. Yeah, I've played that. Um, Chivalry 2. Cloud Gardens. Yeah, you played that, Josh. Clousy. Yeah, yeah, we reviewed that. Yeah. Craftopia. Dark Alliance. Death's Door, Demon Turf, yeah, Des, Despa, Despelote, Despelote, uh, Echo Generation, so excited for that Enlisted, Exo One, Exo Mecha, Griftlands, Hello Neighbor Two, Iron Corbo Kung Fu Janitor, <laughs> Night Squad Two, Lake. The, hey, Lake, we've covered that. Lake is supposed to. Isn't that supposed to be an? That's a. Uh, is that exclusive to Xbox? I don't know. Josh, I think I remember we, uh, us talking about that. Last Oasis, Lawn Mowing Sim. <laughs> for those of you who just... I'm excited for Lawn Mowing Sim. wish they could mow can, a lawn but don't have one. I can request a review code if you want, Josh. D- dude, we gotta review that game. Okay. Little... What, let's, uh, hold on, I lost my place. Oh, Little Witch in the Woods. That sounds like that might be spooky. Loot River, Lost Eidolons. Eidolons? Mad Streets, Moon Glow Bay, Narita Boy. Is that like Naruto? Is that, is that no, Naruto's it's definitely girlfriend? not Naruto. Oh. Naruto focus. <laughs> it's more like a cyberpunk. <laughs> no, it's not cyberpunk. It's more like 80s. That's of... out right now. Yeah, I've got that downloaded on my Xbox right now. Yeah, I, I can't really describe it. It's kind of like retro 80s kind of electronic kind of look. And it looks kind of cool. Like Hotline Miami. Perhaps. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah, in a way, but it's more atmospheric, I guess. Nobody Saves the World. That's from Drinkbox. We'll talk yeah. about that one, I think. Um, Om- Omno, uh, Onsen Matter, Princess Farmer, Rust, the console edition. That's probably the biggest Second, news. Yeah, Second Extinction, Song of Iron, Soup Pot, Spaceline Crew, Stalker 2, Super Space Club, The Ascent, the big coon con not coon con i'm an idiot the big <laughs> the big con the forest cathedral the last stop the rift breaker the wild at heart 12 minutes which a lot of people seemed excited about um void train and we are the caretakers so out of the i mean there's just so many games obviously um yeah i wanted to just quickly mention josh i know you you said this before we started recording uh what what is it nobody saves yeah the world? nobody saves the world Let's see yep nobody saves the world that's the drink box game so drinks drink box studios is the team that made guacamelee and guacamelee 2 and severed which was that uh touch screen game very very mm. cool it's like a first person dungeon crawler very it's very on cool switch game. in vita um Intre- the vita whoa yeah interesting vita. uh uh release yeah <laughs> Um, so no, so nobody saves the world is a an RPG with a bunch of different like classes and stuff. It's like top down kind, or not really top down. It's like 
isometric-y kind of and it looks different for this studio because it's like more rpg focused but the art style is pretty much like what you would expect from them um and i think that looks really cool josh you were pumped for this yeah you like you? get to take on different forms so like it showed them turning into different animals and different different uh just different uh uh it's almost like a, a class changing game, kind of like Bravely Default. Yeah. You can change a job system. Yeah. But yeah, it's like yeah. a job system tr- thrown into like an RPG kind of roguelite. Like it's, it looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't know about this until this, this, uh, event. If it was announced before, I didn't yeah, this know was about an- it. Okay. It was, no, no, it was announced. Yeah. This, I, yeah. I think it was announced at the event. This yeah, looks yeah. great. This and, uh, 12 minutes are what I'm looking forward to the most. Right. Yeah. A lot of people were pumped about that. Chris, uh, anything jumping out at you on this list? Um, here? Yeah, Edge of Eternity. I'm looking forward to that. It's like a JRPG-inspired title um, that has musical contributions from um, Yasunori Mitsuda, who worked on uh, Xenoblade Chronicles and Chrono Trigger. Um, Mm. And then I looked up Little Witch in the Woods, and uh, this is just from Xbox's website here. Uh, Little Witch in the Woods is a fantasy role-playing game where you get to live the life of a witch. Uh, you'll play as Ellie, a little witch that has just come to a new town. You are set to be a part of the witch's house. However, when you arrive, it appears that the town is near empty and the witch's house is in uh, disrepair. Your ultimate goal is to mastery, master witchery by learning potions as an apprentice at the witch's house and gather materials around the land. So it's not a horror game at all. Um, and it has like okay. this really cute. Um, <laughs> I thought it might be spooky. Kind of like pixel art kind of style. So yeah, I don't know that's that's and, actually uh, something I'm looking forward to checking out. But out of those 55 games, 22 of those are coming to Game Pass. That's excellent. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I think all those games are all fine and dandy, but the game of the show for me is a uh, lawn mowing simulator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, that that super pop game as well. I was able to check out the stream a little bit, and that was quite fascinating because like you're playing as uh, influencer or on this Facebook like website for just food, and oh weird. Yeah, like it even has like a five second rule kind of like mechanic <laughs> in it. Um, oh holy shit! Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It looks like a cooking kind of simulator game that's unlike mo- most on the market. So yeah. Little complaint. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hello, neighbor. Two missed opportunity. Should have called it "Hello Again, Neighbor." Would have been a lot better. <laughs> Would have stood yeah. out. Would have been good. Well, I, welcome so back. I neighbor. thought the presentation was kind of bad. Personally, um, I thought a the interviews people, kind of yeah, dragged on, were... and some of them were really awkward. Uh, especially that super. I don't watch those. I just, interview. I just, I just, I just watch afterwards. Same with Nintendo Directs. Yeah. I watch them when they're done. I fast forward through the Smash Brothers stuff and the things I don't want to watch. And then I read articles on those. Um, by that I mean they need to make these better, or people are going to do what I do probably and not yeah. watch them because. And then yeah, the I presenters were talking it. like the crap, and I'm like, just show us the games, you know? Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so pacing was really that, bad. A lot of games, a lot of them are probably going to be really awesome, and as Josh said, 22 of them are coming to Game Pass, so you have no reason to not check out. Including nobody saves the world. That's one of the ones coming to Game Pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is okay. Xbox Game Finals? Pass, Josh? It is the... It, well, we got to figure this out, because it was already the best deal in gaming, and they bought Bethesda. Like, now what? Yeah. It's the greatest deal in gaming ever. It is the ultimate deal in gaming. 
There we go. There <laughs> I love is. that. I love that. The ultimate deal in gaming. We gotta get that ad. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> gotta get that uh, game all right, ad, let's... buddy. <laughs> I... I tagged Xbox. I said, how does one go about getting a sponsorship? They didn't reply. Um, I tried that before as well. <laughs> they didn't reply. Um, okay, let's cover this last story here, and then we'll take a little break. Uh, according to sources familiar with the matter, <laughs> don't you love that? Sources familiar with the matter. Um, the PS Vita and PS3 and PSP stores are going to be permanently closed uh, this year. So this comes from the gamer this is kirk mckeon um i'm not gonna read the whole thing i just i'm just gonna read the um the first uh, couple paragraphs here quote the ps3 ps vita and ps uh psp stores aren't long for this world according to a source familiar with the situation verified by the gamer the stores are due to be closed down from july the announcement is planned for the end of this month psps and ps3 stores are to be closed on july 2nd while the PS Vita store will stay open until August 27th. After those days, you will no longer to per, uh, be able to purchase digital copies of games or DLC for any of the Sony consoles mentioned above. Um, okay, so this is, uh, assuming this is true, which are, it, I think the gamer is a pretty reputable source, yeah. so, you know, we'll... we'll I, I we'll write for the gamer, so I thought it was quite interesting to see the website I write for just at... Uh, all over the place um, being sourced right so, yeah exactly um, yeah everybody was i sourcing i it. will second um uh kirk mckeon's on this so i, I trust him as a at this okay shape. yeah yeah um so i i don't want to get too far in the weeds with this because this is a whole gigantic conversation about game preservation and you know um what when is it like what's the statute of limitation like that's a huge conversation that again we could do a whole episode on without getting too far into the weeds with that um let's quickly give our thoughts on on this um and and then i think we have a couple listener questions as well that that we'll discuss with that as well chris um assuming this is true what are your takes on this? And I, I also believe you, you published an article recently yeah. about games that you should buy before the store closes down. So maybe yeah. you, can, uh, you can shout that out as well. Go ahead. Yeah, so on TechRaptor, I wrote a piece on five uh, PS3 digital games that we'll miss. And um, to be honest, <laughs> I, I was surprised uh, when I was researching the article because most of the PS3 games are actually on PlayStation Now. Um, most of the notable oh. ones, anyway. So yeah. there's like a few indie projects here and there that aren't available, and like smaller projects from Sony that PlayStation might want to forget. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's annoying personally for me. I I really don't like what Sony how Sony treats its retro content. I feel like with Xbox being backwards compatible with almost every system that they've released, Sony should be doing the same. Um, it's, I think it's possible to bring PSP games and um, uh, and Vita games to the system. Um, I, I think that's doable. Um, I, the PS3 has a specific engine in it that makes it hard to port over to future consoles, and they've only have explained that. But I feel like PSP and Vita games should be stored somewhere safe um, and be available to purchase <clears throat> on modern platforms. And I, I think uh, Parappa the Rapper came from the PSP port. Um, right. So 
but they've shown that yes, they can do it. Um, but for some reason, PlayStation has been putting money towards it, and it's frustrating personally because I I play yeah. a lot of retro games. I want to play my stuff. I I want to play PlayStation <clears throat> All Stars Battle Royale on my PS5. You know, I I want to yeah. want to do all sorts of different things. But it's just annoying to see um, how PlayStation's treating this. Um, but at the same time, it's um, you know the PS3. Uh, servers have been up for a very long time and part of me thinks like this is real as well because you can't access PSP Vita or PS3 games on the browser anymore you used to right you can't yeah um right yeah 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 yeah. that was a big question when the new store came up yeah on the uh, when the PS5 launched um yeah I think those are all good points one thing I always think about too is like for our jobs, sometimes we're like we need to go back and play yeah. older games, and like you literally can't no. like unless you have that system or whatever. I mean, like, Xbox. Then what, <laughs> then what? You gotta track down a copy. Like holy fuck, yeah. Josh. What were your thoughts on this? I think it's really odd that Nintendo and PlayStation have been in the industry longer than Microsoft. But they they seem less concerned with not only game the legacy of games but their own legacies like they don't even need to do it for preservation's sake they could just sell the shit first of all you know like that's weird to me like why wouldn't you hey look we have 30 years of games you can buy them like i don't understand their resistance to that it's weird um and then um i also think it's odd that while this is happening i can go download old games that were not available digitally on my xbox like that's weird to me I don't understand why I can go buy Morrowind right now, digitally. Mm-hmm. And, like, PlayStation's like, hey, you can't re-download, you know, Jack and Daxter, even if you already bought it. Like, that's, it's just bizarre to me. This, this, this kind of behavior is what keeps me, um, uh, it, 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 it it's, 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 it's the kind of behavior that, uh, pushes me to stay in Xbox's ecosystem other than exclusives. You know, like, I already do all my third party gaming over an Xbox, but like this just reinforces that because yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it's, I don't, I don't understand it. Like I said, um, I know I already said this, but like PlayStation Nintendo, they've been in this longer. Like the original Xbox came out five years after the PlayStation one. So that's five plus years that they've been doing this longer. Like that's five years of games. They could be, you know, selling. Like I don't, I I don't understand it. It's, it's very fascinating too. When you pull up the, just, just Game Pass. If you just pull up Game Pass, how many original Xbox games are on there or 360 games? And then if you actually just like look through the marketplace for games to buy, I mean, there's a ton of original Xbox games on there. And I know PlayStation has that to an extent. You can do it with like certain PS2 games, but those were like specifically individually ported. Yeah. Um, whereas these aren't. And so like, Chris, you mentioned that whole thing of like, oh, the PS3 architecture is different and it makes it hard to port those games. I believe that, and I'm sure that's true, but they have to figure something out. Xbox Microsoft, didn't even know that original Microsoft, Xbox compatibility would be possible. They were like, let's try it. Right. Let's see if we can figure Mi- this out. Yeah, so. Microsoft figured it out. So like, just from a competitor point of view, I, I don't know. It just yeah, seems also, um, to sort its shit out with that stuff, I think. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. something else that's that I think is 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 neat that Xbox is doing is they do all the work on this. Like, the, Ubisoft doesn't have to make their games, their old games work. Xbox reaches out to them and they're like, hey, we can get Rayman running even better than it ran before. They show it to them and they go, yup, that's cool, go ahead. 
and then they start selling right. it. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation could do the same thing, and the reason I bring that up is because think about the absurd amount of PS One games and PS Two games that I mean, those libraries are huge. You know? And what's weird too is like the technology I think is there somewhere because there's a lot of PS One games you can buy on the Vita. Yeah, yeah. Well, and beyond that, there's emulators. I mean, I, I know that this. I know we're trying right. to cut it short, but I'm saying people have figured out how to do this on their computer. Sony could use that same right. technology and just put it in their fucking PS5. Like, there's yeah. a way to do it. Um, I think they just don't want to so, do it. Yeah, and that's fair, I guess. It's just kind of frustrating. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're a company and they own all that shit, so they don't have to do anything they don't want to do. Um, we got a couple questions, actually. So, um, and again, we normally do, we have our question se- segment separate, but let's, let's These cover ones are this related. while we're yeah. on the topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Otto Kratke says, uh, or asks, um, are there any PS3 or PS Vita games y'all are scrambling to get? I'm trying to nab a three, a PS3 now so I can get the Ratchet and Clank collection. Can't beat those originals. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, off the top of my head for PS3 games, um, the only one that I feel like is like kind of like a glaring issue is, uh, Metal Gear Solid, Mm -hmm. uh, like Metal Gear... Well, I know those are PS2 games, but Metal Gear Solid 4, I feel like, is a big one. That's the one that's going to be locked out. Yeah, that won't be available to play anymore unless you have a physical copy. That's a, that's, that's a bummer. Right, exactly. Yeah, so like that's a big one. It, the, PS2, I, the, the PS2 games, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, I feel like are probably easier to get a hold of just because PS2s are just so plentiful. Well, and those were re-released but, later, too. They yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were re-released. But, but yeah, specifically, that's the one that, that always comes to mind because that was never ported or re-released on ps4 or anything like that um chris what do you have on this anything in mind i i know you mentioned playstation all-stars yeah i know i'm silly um that's also i i do want to play folklore a really old Mm. uh rpg Mm -hmm. that i've been wanting to play for a long time but i can't get access to even on playstation now and with metal Metal gear solid games they're available on playstation now so i think sony's gonna be like hey you know they're available there I think that. that's the same kind of energy, oh. though, is Xbox is raising the price of uh, gold. Yeah. Remember that? I think it's that's stupid. the same kind of yeah. thing. They shouldn't do that. Uh, just quick PSA, too. Um, I know I'm not the first one to say this, I'm sure, but I just want to remind anyone listening. If you are a physical collector, now is the time to grab your shit because these prices are all going to jump up in the secondhand mm. market now. eBay's right. going to get smart yeah. and go, oh, this game's only available I hate if they have this the copy. used game market. I so. absolutely freaking hate it. Um... And it's crazy too because um, I, Josh, and you can probably attest to this because we both worked at GameStop. Copies of Metal Gear Solid Four were literally ninety nine cents, <laughs> and literally, I'm not exaggerating. And those will go up probably yeah. because they're going to be. Yeah. So even if you're like, oh, I'm physical, this doesn't affect me. No, it does. <laughs> it yeah. does. Um, yeah. So we also have a question here from Alejandro. Um, Alejandro asks. Is there any info on what's going to happen once the stores do close? Will we be able to download our games afterwards? Do you think it's a good idea to get anything quickly before it closes? What are you guys going to do with your own PS3s if you have any? Okay, a few questions here. Um, any info on what's going to happen once the stores do close? I don't have any information like that. It looks like um, redownloads aren't going to be possible, kind of like the Nintendo Wii and Wii, Wii though, right? Like, even if you already purchased I, it. I don't know because you can. I think you can access. Well, do you, you have to go through the store to do that? That's actually a really good question because previously you were able on the old version of the PlayStation Store through the browser, you were able to go through your download history. 
I find it really hard to believe that you wouldn't be able to download your games afterwards, but with the new store, I'm not sure. You have to access the store to download your games on PS3, though, don't you? No, no, I'm saying through the browser. I was thinking about it through the browser. Oh, no. Yeah, obviously you're not going to be... Yeah. But but I don't even know that until you can they, do that until they the say for sure. Anymore. I would assume it won't be possible and re-download everything you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because if you go to the if you go to the PlayStation Store right now, I imagine there's got to be some sort of re-download. It's download list. this. Yeah. This is download this. Yeah, but what if that isn't you know available? Like what what if they, I'm saying what if they remove that feature? Because Nintendo Wii did that or, too. It had a redownload list, but that store is still gone. Yeah, if they remove the feature or if it's just um, the the PS3 and Vita games aren't on there for for whatever. I'm actually going to look it up right now just so we've got a uh, yeah a for sure answer. But while you while you talk about that, I, I think that it's a big issue that you know people are shifting to digital. What's going to happen to all those games like in 20 years' time? You know, I, don't like, know. I play well, an Xbox, so I'll just be able to download. download them. Yeah, Phil Spencer's already said everything that works on the Xbox One will work going forward. But then, even even then, you know, what if Phil Spencer moves on to a different company? Look how much they've doubled down on this. That decides stuff, you like know. That. I, don't I don't know. know. It's possible, but I'm just saying, phys- physical. The, the issue is not physical versus digital. The issue is these fucking companies need to either invest in preservation. Or they need to promise to always sell them because locking out or not supporting emulation and uh, preservation sites, but also not selling them isn't is, in my opinion, not not excusable. It's you know? stupid. Yeah. They got to pick one. Mm. So if if you're not going to sell it to me, then then you know, make it a, like, like abandonware on PC. There's there's a shitload of games you can download on PC for free and it's legal, and it's because you can't buy it anymore. So consoles need to pick. They need to pick a lane. They can't do the no, you can only have this if you buy it from us, but we're not going to sell it, Lane, because that's a really shitty spot to, you know, be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, um, this is kind of... I'm, I'm looking here, game library, and I looked up, you know, how to re-download your games through the browser here. And when you click on game library, I'm just looking here, um, this looks like just PS4 and PS5 games. Um, I'm scrolling all the way. I'm going to scroll all the way down and see what it does. PS4, PS4, PS4. Yeah, this is... Okay, this is what I was afraid of. So that's, this is what, that's what, pretty much what I said. If you look at your re-download list, or your purchase list, it's only PS4 are you, are you on the going bottom? forward. Yeah, I scrolled all the way to the bottom. Oh my god. The, the first thing's Rezogun. That makes sense, right? Because ah, Rezogun was a launch. That really sucks. So, Make sure I clarify, yeah, so- too, in case someone's, like, listening to this for the first time. This isn't an Xbox versus PlayStation thing for me. I'd be feeling the exact same way if it were flipped. It's just, it's more mind-boggling to me because PlayStation has all these franchises. Like, what are you doing? Right. And know. they so- haven't ported them. Like, Resistance. Right. They haven't ported Infamous. They haven't... Oh, like, re- Resistance, yeah, that's a great... It's and, just and Infamous, the original Killzone, ones. Yeah, the yeah, Killzone yeah. games, they're not on PS4. Like, what are you doing, PlayStation? So... So Alejandro, to answer your question, any info on what happens when the stores close? Um, yeah, you're you're fucked basically. <laughs> like, you're not going to be able to get those games. The store, like the download system on that store, sucks. Like you can't oh, yeah. find your stuff. Um, <laughs> will you be able to download your games afterwards? No, that's from no. what I'm saying. No, it doesn't look like it. So you better get all those games on your system ready to go, and and that's it. And then much. I'll I'll Do download. 
I'll download SSX3 really quick for the original Xbox right now because I can. Like I also I don't yeah. understand this. I also want to bring up all those PlayStation Plus games for PS3. Once those servers oh, yeah. go down, you won't be able to play them you anymore. Can't get them. Oh yeah, that might yeah. Um, you think it's a good idea to get anything quickly before it closes? Yes. Um, what are you guys going to do with your own PS3s? I'll have mine just in case, just if I ever want to play, you know, those handful of games that are PS3 exclusive, you know, that I can't get elsewhere. So, yeah, I think it's a good idea to be cautious with this and assume the worst just because it's uh, Sony doesn't have a rich history with preservation and, you know, older it's games. It's weird, too, because they used to. Like, that was, a, that was a thing. Like, they used to be, like, PS2, PS2 plays yeah. all your PS1 games, trade your PS1 in, right. whatever. You don't need it. You got your PS2. You know, I don't... Yeah. And then the so PS3 anyway, too. It was fully. Yeah. So we we've we've spent enough time on that. So we we do need to move on. Um. So let's take a little break, and then when we come back, we'll do listener questions, and then we'll talk about what we've been playing. We will be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. Let's get into some listener questions here. Or or did I fuck that up? I guess I fucked that up. Normally we do the listener we. We do the listener questions and then we take a break, right? I don't know, Chris. Uh, yeah, well, help me out you here. used to do news and then break, then listener questions. Is a fair. Oh, okay. So, so this is fine. So this is fine. Okay, cool. Um, it's been a it's been a week. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we did that. We did that. So really, we only have two other questions to get through. And remember, you can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow via email at activequestpodcast at gmail dot com, or every Wednesday we post our twitter thread asking for questions and comments from our audience here so we've got actually a question here um well i we answered a lot of them throughout the show but we've got one here from number one 50 cent blood on the sand fan i'm sure you all are dying <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you all are dying to hear from this person um number one 50 cent blood on the sand fan says kratos master chief lara croft and baby g unit G is for Grogu, always has been, baby. We're all added to Fortnite in the last months. When do you think 50 Cent is getting added? It's a crime that 50 Cent hasn't been added to this he game already. To. He needs My to. My only problem is, I think this is happening. So it'll be, like, unfair. Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah, have to, like we'll have to take cheap. away that ability for the game. Oh Otherwise, it'll be overpowered. But when probably do soon. we think 50? Soon. Probably it around E3. Honestly, uh, with Fortnite, you never know. Honestly, <laughs> like, like if if you had said this to me like three years ago, I'd be like, "That's ridiculous." But w- like, it still probably is ridiculous, but it's way more likely, I think, now yeah. than it ever has been, just because Fortnite is so crazy. Um, I think here, here uh, on August forty uh, second, August forty second, <laughs> that's when that's when Fifty Cent is going to be added. <laughs> Okay, here we go. August 50th. Uh, hey, you, you know, with that update, cent. there's going to be a candy shop available. And you can just <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Okay, and then we've got one more question here. I'm sure you're all just, you have no idea who it possibly could be from. There's only one person it could be from, Chris and Josh. It's from number one Turner and Hooch fan. Hooch! Uh, no. <laughs> number one turn on hooch fan says hey my gaggle of goofy giggling gamers that's a great alliteration by the way gaggling my gaggle of goofy giggling gamers my question is 
Do you think that my copies of Turner and Hooch on VHS I ordered are stuck on the big boat in the, <laughs> in the Suez Canal? <laughs> oh, I ordered 51,000 copies. Um, I, think he ca- I think Turner and Hooch fan caused this. This might be... Yeah, you're yeah, the reason definitely. this happened. You have too many copies on the boat, and it, it it's the weight is too much. And They're going to find out that's what's on there. They're going to blow the ship up and just build a new ship. You know? <laughs> well... Well, number one, Turner and Hooch fan, I'm really rooting for you that you get your copies. Um, why 51,000? Why not just 50,000? I, I, I like, think why... he's starting a cult. He's starting a cult. Oh, absolutely. Loving yeah. uh, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, and he's going to get people to join it, yeah. and then when they do, there's a bunch of weird stuff's going to happen. Tom Hanks is their savior. <laughs> Tom Hanks is their savior. Oh, God. It, as long as it doesn't get as weird as like what happens in Midsummer. The movie, I think we're okay. Because that movie just really creeps me out, like, a lot. It's, like, really creepy because it's present... I don't want to get too far. It's presented as this, like, happy thing, but it's, like, really creepy. Hey, and um, I'm going to be on uh, Turn and Hitch's uh, show or something like that. Uh, I did some voice lines for him, and I was really wacky with him, so I might share. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) That sounds cool. Number one Turn and Hitch fan. So thank you for your question there. Thank you, everybody, for your questions. Um, Okay. Let's dive into what we've been playing. Um, I don't think we'll have too much to report here just because there's we, we've only just started playing a lot of these games. Um, before we get into anything, though, I do want to say that I have finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. And who, who boy, that is one of the best video games I've ever played. I mean it. Wow. Chris, Chris, you need to play this game. Yeah, I you do. You need to. I do, yeah. You're required to play this game. I... Really, I think this game is required playing. I really do. This is up there, man, with like Portal oh, and really, um, like up there with yeah, like Skyrim, whatever. And uh, you may or may not like Skyrim, but like important games. This is up there, man. This game, it is, it's so funny. The, it's got one of the best stories ever in a video game, and that's coming from me, who doesn't usually <laughs> care about video game stories. The ending, I was just like, I was like what even when i the ending happened and i'm sure i've you have uh heard me say this before but i played the entirety of this game on my phone the remote play because that's how jrpgs are meant to be played (laughs) on a handheld um go play this game seriously it's on game pass like it's just it is unfathomably good i don't know if this one's in game pass I don't I think, think oh, it is it's not yet. Game Pass? I think all the oh, other ones no. are, but yeah. this one's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you. I thought this was on... Well, nonetheless, it's on Xbox, and, uh, yeah. and there, there's a, a next-gen version. I, I want to ask you this, Joseph. Do you think there'll be a sequel to this game with this oh, protagonist? Yeah. Because for oh, me, I'm yeah, not dude. interested in the action combat of the other Yakuza games. I'm more interested in the I turn-based think... stuff with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at 100%. Ichiban right. is like such a fantastic character he is a character that is like so likable and he's got such a good heart and he's like a good person and you don't like when you play i don't know like like the last of us like those characters aren't really likable some of them are but like they're kind of like assholes some of them or like red dead some of those characters are assholes I'm, i'm thinking of games with really good stories this game like the main character is like a really good person and you root for them and they don't have a mean bone in their body. Well, so, and he anyway. always, I was always, I, I've, I haven't finished it yet. I've finished like the first two thirds of it though. He always made me proud. Like every, yeah, his yeah. response to every situation was always like, good on you. Good, good job. Good job. So go Ichiban. 
go Adachi, go Namba, I've... go uh, all those other characters. I've heard really cool game. him being, um, I don't know, uh, related to like Sora in a way from others. So that makes me a bit more I, interested in the protagonist because I, I like happy-go-lucky characters. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Goku a little oh, bit. Okay. Mm, yeah. See? Yeah. So, a little, little bit of Goku. Okay, let's dive into a little bit of Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. We don't have a whole That's... lot to report on this Monster Hunter Rise. This is the new Switch exclusive. We got the review well, code pretty PC. late. So that, that's from yeah, Capcom. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Capcom. Yeah. From... So yeah, so we won't have that. a lot of coverage till later, but um so I've put <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say 20 hours into this game and it came out yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck. fuck. You can you know what I've been doing. Um and I was talking to Chris about this. Basically, this game is exactly what I was expecting. But keep in mind, I've played probably 500 hours of Monster Hunter in my life. So, like, I wasn't going into this expecting this, like, mind-blowing, groundbreaking thing. But, like, every time Monster Hunter comes out, I I always get sucked in for at least 100 hours. Because it's one of those games where you're just, like, constantly chasing that that gear. You know, the, the next piece of gear. And... I think this game's going to do really well for Capcom, even though it's exclusive to one platform, or it's on PC as well, or it's coming to PC or whatever. But pretty much, it's 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 you know not on everything. So, um, this game is really really cool in that it um, it there's this sort of relationship that happens where there's like a this always happens with with Monster Hunter. There's a there's a player who knows what they're doing. And they're showing another player how to play. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and the, I think that's, that's like what Monster Hunter is like known for. You always find the, and maybe it's a random player that you encounter. This player who's got really good gear and they've played a bajillion hours. And you ask them a million questions and they answer them. Because this game is complicated. And Chris, I wanted to bring you into this discussion as well. Because that's kind of what we did. I've played a lot. I was showing you how to play. What were your thoughts on this as a newcomer to Monster Hunter? Pretty much, I think you said you played maybe a little bit of another game, but basically you're a newcomer, right? Yeah. What What were your thoughts on Rise in terms of like how approachable it is? Is it too complex? What do you think about I, all that? I feel like, yeah, like so far, great game. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it, but I feel like it's a game like I can only play with friends like you, Joseph, um, just to f- show me the ropes. I, I feel like... The tutorials at the beginning are so overwhelming <laughs> to the point of oh, yeah. like usual the usual gamer I think like per- someone like me would be put off by it because I'm like right. it's, it's like you have a 45 minute tutorial I just want to go hack and slash monsters you know <laughs> what I mean um, yeah and the thing the thing is with the tutorials too it's like pretty much any time you encounter a mechanic like whether yeah. it's a new mechanic or not just any mechanic walking interacting with yeah. npcs anything there's a wall of text yeah that, and the, <laughs> the tutorial's even worse like the tutorial yeah. mission in the story mode you yeah, haven't touched the story mode but i i did a little bit and uh yeah i it was it was very slow laborious big twilight princess big energy yeah <laughs> twilight princess energy. you know yeah. what you're, pro- you're probably right i know that's a big criticism of that <laughs> but game. once you I get past game, that it's good yeah, once you get past yeah. all that, it's good. But I was, well, I was really enjoying too... myself with the game. Uh, Joseph was saying, "Oh, you're you're starting to get the grip of it, grips of it now." Um, yeah. But I feel like I can tell. Yeah, it's 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 great, like as a foundation. But I, 
my main issue with it is the menu systems and the UI. Yeah. I I feel like it's too complicated. Um and it should be streamlined a little bit. Uh, I I I found myself pressing the wrong button over and over again. Like I used like eight yeah. potions when I shouldn't have, you know. Um, <laughs> and then the, 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 it's all clunky. Yes, one. Like yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, no. oh yeah. We, yeah. I'm, so, yeah. I'm so sorry. He <laughs> said that he's like, but like I feel like, like how is this possible on 3ds? It's just That's what he said. Or... <laughs> yeah, it's just weird because I'm. You have to and you have to sheave your shield or sheave sheave your weapon, so you can pick up an item. You know, like it. It just feels weird to me. You know, um, yeah. And then I found that I didn't even upgrade my weapon. I just made more weapons of the same kind. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> so it, it's a skill tree. Yeah, it's a skill tree. So you have to like make the next weapon in the yeah tree, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, there are some UI menu ish uh, problems I had with the game so far, but um, I think once I get more adjusted to the to the game, get more advice from you, Joseph, I think I'm gonna enjoy Monster Hunter Rise. Um, like after our session, Joseph, I immediately went back in. So yeah, I think I'm <laughs> nice. Yeah, and that's the thing; it sinks it sinks its hooks in yeah. you. I will say, and this isn't me being like. Uh, like an apologist or whatever for the bad menus and stuff. I agree with you. I think they're not great. And I think the controls are weird and everything. But the thing is, is it's been like this since the game came out. And so I feel like a lot of us who have like, you know, uh, spent a lot of time with this series have just gotten used to it. And we almost have like Stockholm syndrome. I feel like with it, because you, you mentioned all this stuff, like why, like, I can't pick up the item. Why can't I pick up the item? Oh, you have to put your sword away. It's too many button presses. I think. That, that's, right. that's my main yeah, yeah. criticism. In my mind, it's like automatic, right? So yeah. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, that's a totally fair criticism. So anyway, um, and and Josh, that's so funny you bring that up. That your your the Monster Hunter you played was on 3ds. <laughs> Me too. The first it was Monster so Hunter stressful. I, played, I was like, I can't even read all this. Jeez. Yeah, the first Monster Hunter I played was uh three Ultimate on 3ds, yep. and I was telling Chris about this. It had cross save with the Wii U. Yeah. Uh, and basically I would, I would go to school, play, a, you know, all day at school instead of doing schoolwork and, th- <laughs> and then come home, transfer my save to the Wii U and play online with that. I put like, I don't know, three or 400 hours into that crazy. game on the Wii U. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, by the um, way, this game's awesome. Happy 10th uh, birthday, 3DS. Happy 10th birthday. You know, we should do a, a 3DS episode, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I'll be down. 3DS, that has a lot of good games such, on it. That's one of my favorite systems. System. It has a good library. Mm-hmm. Such a good system. So anyway, um, we'll have more to report on Monster Hunter Rise. So far, it, uh, I think it does a lot uh, of... It has a lot of improvements from previous entries, and I think this is a good starting point for people because it does streamline so many things. Chris, your complaints are all valid, but just keep in mind, and this is probably a bad thing, the previous ones were even yeah. more complicated. The previous ones were even more, I, like, you know, touchy with the controls and all that. So I, I do want to yeah. add one more thing, though. I'm, like, I don't think the combat should ever be like Devil May Cry. I, I think it makes sense that it's slow and impactful. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's what makes Monster Hunter really work, is that slow, yeah. kind of methodical, kind of, like, game combat. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. But yeah, I do think it could you it could use some improvements yeah. for sure. Um 
Okay, let's talk about it's. Uh, yeah. It takes two. Mm-hmm. And jo- okay, so Josh, I know I watched the ex- first uh, forty-five minutes of it on YouTube. On a oh, that's such a shame. Oh, Why did you do that? Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, don't watch anything. Be ready for the show. Be able to. Okay, okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah, but, I'm still gonna but, buy it. But play don't. It. Like Josh, I'll play this with you. Yeah, we need don't to watch play. anymore. Uh, don't watch anymore. Yeah, because it's so cool. Okay, so first of all, um. We we got a code for this from Hazelight, and EA, yeah. we got yeah, EA. Thank you. Yeah, um, we got a copy for PlayStation. And Josh, you don't have a PlayStation. We got it. We got to get all in sync with our systems here, so we can all play games yeah. together. But nonetheless, we were playing this, and uh, Chris and I were playing it. And this is like one of the coolest co-op games I've ever played. Yeah. Like it is just. It's like I know this is cheesy, but I feel like it's magical. I know that's really cheesy to say that, but mm. it. There's a really heartfelt story there that, as soon as it started, I think I said, "Oh no, is it going to be one of these games where like you cry?" <laughs> oh no! And the premise, we Chris, we can talk about the premise, yeah, here, right, without spoiling, yeah, yeah. not too much. Pre- yeah. the The premise is that two parents are getting divorced, and the daughter, who is very young, um doesn't want them to get divorced and she's got these dolls two dolls one that represents each of the parents and she cries on the doll and the doll or the dolls and the dolls become a like the parents they are the dolls now and you play as the doll version of the parents and basically you're very little so it's kind of like that grounded game where you're like very small and it's like that's a game you're trying to get back to the daughter and like most of the uh, platforming and all that is like big versions of of things like you know yeah. we have a there, there's a hammer that's gigantic and you have to jump on these platforms that are gigantic because you're very small um and what's fascinating about this game is obviously the the i guess he's the creative director the head of the studio joseph ferris or Farris. um he is batshit crazy <laughs> and when you hear him talk it sounds like he's just spewing a bunch of bullshit but the game's actually really good. So, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like... I, I find I him know. funny, Chris. honestly. Um, yeah. And I, 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 his char- charisma really comes through with his character as the book. Uh, I'm not going to mention more about him, but he's kind of he guiding the these make... two through a journey of love and trying to... Uh... I want to make sure he, that he is the book. Oh, though. yeah, I... he is the book. There's no he, way he's not yeah, the book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like him. Anyway. But what's really cool about this game is that it's it's basically like a greatest hits of platforming ideas and some new ideas as well. Yeah. And and this is something Josh and I talked about with Mar- uh, Super Mario 3D World, where there's just a new thing every you know couple minutes, and that's what this feels like. But it's done in a way that I feel like is a little bit more unique because of the perspective, because you're so small, you yeah. know, and. There were these the sections tutorials that were just... are really good in this too. I'm not used to seeing good tutorials in games like this. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It kind of yeah, just think, it, it think... kind of naturally you did, like the, one of the playthroughs I was watching. They just started playing. It was a good. It's a mm-hmm. good example of show don't tell, and I love when games do that. Yeah, and what's cool is you, um, it's split screen regardless of of if you're playing locally or online, so you can always see the other but character's it, screen. But what what I love about this game is, is that it twists and turns like the perspective to make it fit yeah. the level. Um, and right. honestly, I, I think uh, the way 
the levels are de- designed are immaculate. Like everything yeah. flows together so well. Um, everything feels lived in, you know. Um, and just the puzzles come in so, so, are so in tune with the platforming. It's incredible. Um, Man, I'm, I really like, want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, the, no, yeah. Um, but we can't. We can't talk. We yeah, can't talk about it because the, the, it's that. What I love about this game, it kind of brings me back to the PS2 era, I guess, where. When you're playing as the two characters, each of them have their own attributes to offer um, to the game. Right. Uh, so both players have to keep in mind those attributes and they work together knowing what they can do. You know? Right. And that helps with replayability as well because then, <clears throat> oh, you can play it with a different perspective. You can play it with a different weapon, for example. I'm not going to go any more into that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, I feel like the boss battles are incredible as well. They're oh man, like they high budget. Ugh. You know, they they feel like high stakes. Um, there's yeah. a lot of uh, uh, just the way it constantly kind of like surprises you as well. With these boss battles mm. is amazing. Um, honestly, uh, I'm gonna say it's one of my favorite platformers I've ever played. Um, and I've only yeah. like three or four hours in. It's also incredibly stunning like if you told me that sony published this game and made it i would believe you um yeah because like it it looks absolutely gorgeous uh on the ps5 um the lighting is amazing um there's uh, i i believe there's some um, rumble as well um the tactile feedback yeah. that the dual sense can give you um mm-hmm. and yeah just everything feels so alive it's so beautiful it's vibrant and it's just such a nice change from the usual kind of like game releases we get you know especially this year yeah. um, the game so... also is doing something that um i've been wanting to see for a long time it's not the only game doing this but more games are starting to do this which is kind of um a response to ludo narrative dissonance so what we're seeing is we're seeing game we're seeing game developers tie character growth and storytelling into the gameplay instead of them clashing right. they're working hand in mm-hmm. hand and you know for a long time it was like you know well yeah that'd be cool but how do we do that and we're starting to see developers answer that question and it's it's really nice to see um because it's in, i don't know it's interesting when games do that and also i want to bring up there's like these side events that really help with character growth as well and um they're kind of like <laughs> you kicked my ass yeah there are like, like so these far. verses kind of <laughs> segments where uh you play a mini game like mario party or something and uh whoever whoever taps the button is uh <laughs> it prevails pretty much right and uh, i think joseph and i we, we were uh <laughs> doing it for like we're three minutes we were... we were like oh my god <laughs> yeah we were we were doing the tug of war yeah, tug of war you, yeah you, yeah I, yeah, I fell and, in the hole. And then there's um, also yeah. some like events that happen as well, um, that surprise you and like offer a bit of humor. Um by the way, this game's yeah. very funny. Like how yeah, it spoofs <laughs> like films and <laughs> all sorts of things, like puts in references yeah. here and there. I just I I just love this game, dude. Um Yeah. It and I'm not really like a huge platformer fan, and I think this is great. Yeah. Um the one thing I wanted to end on is that uh if you buy a copy uh the other per- like you can play with somebody else for yep. free the other person doesn't have to buy a copy so that like is like super enticing and i think that goes to show like how cuz this game is only playable in co-op so 
that's like a great feature, you know, that it, it it's like a, it lowers the barrier to entry with this. So, and yeah, it's a smart business move as well, because if one person plays it for the guest pass and wants to play it with the different perspective, they'll invite someone else. <laughs> they'll mm. buy it themselves and then invite someone else to uh, play it with them. Right. So it's kind of like right. <laughs> a, a growing kind of like uh, word of mouth right. kind of like marketing tool. Um, exactly so so josh i highly recommend yes playing this um I'll, I'll play it with you on xbox i i i want you to experience this game because i think it's really special i think we're going to be talking um, about this at the end of the year uh for our game of the yeah. year episode uh, it's that good yeah i do too um cool so that's it for me and chris uh josh talk to us about neo geo pocket color selection volume one yeah, so this was pretty uh, neat. I haven't played a lot of Neo Geo games, if any, other than like maybe some stuff on like PSN or Xbox Live Arcade, you know, like if they ported any. Yeah. Um, I think I played like one of the Metal Slug games on there. But anyway, uh, so this is on Switch and it's um, got 10 different games. Um, originally, I think it launched with a couple less, but they're, they're, they're about to add more games. Um, and I got to play, you know, all, all those so I can mention them. So um, I'm going to list the game and then the genre, and then I'll talk a little bit about each one, you know, kind of quickly. So Dark Arms Beast Buster, 1999. It's an action RPG. Big oh. Tournament Golf, uh, you know, sports. Uh, Fatal Fury First Contact. <laughs> SNK Gals Fighters. King of Fighters R2. The Last Blade, Beyond the Destiny. Samurai Showdown 2. And then SNK versus Capcom, The Match, The Millennium, or of course all fighting games. And then also uh, Metal Slug First Mission and Metal Slug Second Mission. So there's a lot of games on here. Um, before I mention the games a little bit, I just want to mention the the the, the kind of hub they exist in. So uh, you can access the actual boxes and look at them and move them around, kind of like the Sonic oh, Mega that's Collection awesome. Plus. Yeah, you can look through oh, all the manuals. So cool. And then you can choose oh, your, your setup for the game. So you can have it so it's just the screen of the game on your tv screen you can zoom in and make it bigger or smaller but you can also have it so there's a neo geo system around your uh mm. screen instead oh, of blank cool. space so that's neat and you can even uh pick what color the systems are it's got a bunch of the different models oh. i don't know if it's all of them or not because i didn't play the neo geo back in the day but uh, there's a lot of different you know models you can kind of pick from um so that's cool and then these games are all available in the black and white version or the color or the new color version. I can't That's speak so on a lot cool. of specifics. Yeah. Since I didn't play these on original hardware, but from what I could gather from what it looks like, it looks like a lot of these games were kind of like the kind of get like a Pokemon uh, gold and silver where it was like, this is a game boy game, but it's enhanced a game boy color. It seems like that because uh, okay. I booted them up in the different modes and it was like, um, it still looked really good in black and white, but like, in the color version there was just you know a bunch of color added so i'm assuming that's done on a hardware level kind of like game boy color did with game boy games but um let's see so um just a little bit of oh and then also uh, of course there's a rewind feature and there's also um good 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 uh you can remap controls and stuff too so it's if you haven't played these Hell games yeah. this is the best way to do it rewind okay so essential with retro gaming I, now in my yeah opinion. i can't play <laughs> a lot of old games without that <laughs> So, uh, I'm not good at golf games, but I have my notes here. The manual is very helpful. I actually looked through the manual to figure out how the golf game <laughs> worked. I googled the word bogey because I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> what? Oh, bogey's when you 
Bogeys when you get a minus four or a nose. Uh, my well, minus one, minus oh, one. It's a nasty I thing mean, that yeah. comes out of your nose. No, mm. minus one is a bogey. Um, so big tournament golf. Uh, really cool. Uh, it was really cute, really colorful, and I was actually able to get a hole in one at one point. So I was starting to pick up on it, and learn. So that was neat. Um, Dark Arms Beastbusters, <laughs> kind of like a Zelda ish game, oh. but um, instead of Instead of the open world, it's like their hubs, but it's like imagine like a link, like a link to the past or like uh, the the first Zelda, but like instead of the moving to all the areas, it's like you just pick where you're going. But yeah, that's really cool. It's got upgradable uh, weapon systems and uh, really hard. But again, rewind feature is a savior here. Um, Fatal Fury First Contact. Uh, it's a fighting game. It's uh pretty i'm not good at fighting games but i was able to do pretty well when i was playing this it's got really simple uh basic controls and then it kind of naturally it didn't feel like um when i would try to play street fighter back in the day and like the the attacks got were either basic or complicated this one had kind of a a good ebb and flow in the middle very good it kind of formed its own genre in fighting games it did yeah it felt it definitely felt like its own thing um, this one was one of my favorite ones, SNK Gals Fighters. This one was really pretty, and it had like flashing lights and and like um, effects in the background. I wish I had a Neo Geo back in the day because this thing's like a souped up, almost like in between Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. And this was competing with the mm. Game Boy and Game Boy Color, so it's like they were, you know, really. It was, this is pre Game Boy Advance, and it just looks there's a lot more detailed. The screen's small on the original system. I looked it up, two point six inches. But, oh wow! Um, of course, you can zoom in on here. Does but it I look mean, bad like, when it's on on no, the big no, screen? It look, it looks, no, it looks no, it looks good. Um, I think it probably just had really good resolution for the screen size, is what I'm guessing. Because yeah, there's oh. a lot of detail on there. Um, but yeah, for the SNK gals fighters, uh, music was really good too. Uh, King of Fighters twelve two. I'm not good at the King of Fighters games. I've tried those are the ones I have played before. Um, I tried them out just to see how they play. They play really good. There's no issues. I'm just really bad at those games those those the that brand of fighting games i'm not good at the easy fighting games like even i'm bad at like street fighter i'm not good at fighting games but um same thing with last blade beyond the blade um it plays well i'm just not good at fighting games the metal slug games are fucking awesome i don't know if, if you haven't played them it's worth grabbing this collection alone for those have you guys played those i have no yeah. i have not okay. played. I played metal They're... slug like on the arcade back in the day okay they're run-and-gun games, and you get power-ups, you get different weapons, missiles. Uh, you get the Metal Slug tank, which can run enemies over and just oh, man. fire in all directions. I'm sold. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. really cool. Yeah, yeah I'm not that really old, fun. by the way. I just played like it, uh, like an old <laughs> arcade when I was a kid. But I always tell people when You're I say old. the NES... When I tell people the NES was my first system, I always say, I'm not old, I just grew up poor. Like, my, <laughs> yeah. neighbor, my neighbors, my friends had Super Nintendos, and I was still... You know, had the NES. Uh, and then, um, oh yeah, the SNK versus Capcom uh, game was really, really cool. Like, I played this one for a long time. Uh, it, it's actually got, like, these cute cute graphics. Not quite, like, the, the, the chibi style. Am I saying that right, Chris? Yeah. Ch- ch- chibi, yeah. Okay. Not, not, like, not quite like that, but kind of, like, one foot in that. And kind of, like, uh, kind of reminds me of those, those, what are they, Noid? Noid? Oh, or- the Nindroids. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that that style a little bit because it's like it still looks like Zangief, but he looks like a cute little <laughs> little, little, little little figure. 
So that was really cool, getting to see Capcom figures in this like weird and, and different style. That, that series is well renowned. Like it's one, it's one of the most loved fighting game series ever. It's uh, good. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be playing this one for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would super recommend this. There's ten games in it. It's forty dollars full price. You're getting, you know, really good games for four bucks a piece. And I don't even like golf games that much. I've always been one of those like I don't like golf games except Mario Golf. But this golf game was really cool. So you gotta play uh everybody's golf. That's the best golf. Game. I want to oh, play one that one. Best. Yeah, that one looks really fun. But yeah, um, Very good. and then other than that, I'm not going to be talking about it just because of where we are on time, but I am, I am replaying Gex, Enter the Gecko. I have not played it in 20 years, and I'm doing a retro review of that on uh, RetroWare, and uh, I played it a lot back in the day, but I haven't uh, played it, um, you know, since then, so it's been fun. Oh, and you got a review code for Neo Geo, right, for RetroWare? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Okay. No, um... Well, I, I I requested it for RetroWare, and then someone was already covering it, so I was like, I'll just do my coverage. Oh, on Active Quest. Then. There you go. So, oh, cool. Yeah, beautiful, cool. Thank you, Josh. That's a. Yeah. I'm looking at our list of games, and that's a very uh, like varied eclectic. list of games here. Yes. Yeah, very eclectic group. So cool. Um, all right, that wraps us up for episode one thirteen. Um, Chris, Josh, thank you for your time. Thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate you, mm-hmm. Chris. Where can people find you when you're not on the show? Yeah, you can find me at Panwell Writes on Twitter. Um, you can check out my write, written work on The Gamer uh, and Tech Raptor and uh, RetroWare. A um, bunch of cool articles coming up there. I have two reviews coming out soon for Doctor Who, The Lonely Assassins and Lost Words Beyond the Page uh, for RetroWare. And I'm excited to write about them. I'm also going to have a feature on a new website, and I'm very excited about it. Um, and the, this, in, um, I'm going to do the interview tomorrow for it, and I'm just like, I, I can't wait to share about it. Um, but yeah, you can also check out my uh, pod, uh, my other podcast, my My Hero Academia podcast. Go beyond. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you I could love that. Uh, each and every week. Uh, Vaughn Hyde and I, uh, we go through the uh, excruciating details of each and every episode. Um, and I'm glad that Joseph Yaden seems to be loving the show. Like, I'm uh, like, yeah, the, the, the actual cartoon, not, not me. Not, not our you should see if he wants yeah. to guess sometime. I bet you could get him on. <laughs> oh, there. man. Oh, we have I, con- I would, plenty would... of spoilers on there. So I, I know it's going to be a I... long way out, I think. I would do an episode with you guys, yeah. If it, if there was no spoilers, and if you're cool with me, like not, I've only seen a few episodes, so I don't know how, uh, how good I'll be on. Funnily that. enough, yeah, very good show. I, I got my sister to watch it recently, right? And uh, she was just waiting, but she was just around the door. So I thought, hey, Sophie, do you want to get on the podcast just to talk some shit about <laughs> my hero? And we did that, so it's kind of funny. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, um but yeah that's that's it for me josh where can people find you when you're not on active quest you could find me on twitter at it's Dirk Jersh. also you can read my work on retroware i had an article go up almost every day last week i didn't notice that until a few minutes ago you're killing it man very tired but um uh i just reviewed journey of the broken circle and that was very good um and i also just did a um an article on uh, the gaming historian. I would really recommend that. I rewatched every single one of the YouTube videos that I, I'd been watching that channel for a long time, but I hadn't seen all, every video. Yeah. 
and I was like, oh, if I'm doing this feature, I want to watch every video in chronological order. And like, that was cool, period, because I like the gaming historian. But like, I just got to say, it was really interesting starting off at like 2008 YouTube and then going forward, you know, YouTube used to be like so much more um, warm and unique and yeah, and different. Like it just reminded me like it. uh, Yeah, I don't know. YouTube, YouTube changed. YouTube changed so much. <laughs> YouTube changed. Sponsored by <laughs> Square yeah. Squarespace. There's, there's there's definitely Squarespace. sell good stuff on YouTube, but like man, like it used to just be people being like, "Hey, I'm 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 here to talk to you about this thing. I'm really interested." And it was just all people like that, and it was, yeah. you know, it was yeah. good. go listen to my ray guns. Go go get your ray guns. <laughs> oh my god. All right, thank you, Josh. And you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at Digital Trends, Games Radar, a bunch of other places. I'm going to be having uh, a lot of coverage for Monster Hunter over at Digital Trends, so you guys can check that out. And then this coming week, um, I think there's an update going live for Warzone, so I'll have some coverage um, over at uh, Games Radar for that. Also, I just um, saw all your Fortnite stuff you wrote. Holy shit, you've been busy. Oh, yeah, I cover <laughs> Fortnite every week. Yeah. Every single week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I looking through your muckrat because I check for your guys' articles when I'm if I if I happen to be doing run a show and I saw like just just so much stuff. Well, I yeah. was like, oh my god. Well, yeah, because when the new season of Fortnite dropped, there's all these new things, and so I'm like, well, I gotta do all that. It's so, it's like yeah. that day in the office when Michael Scott has like all four of those paperwork days line up on the one day. It's <laughs> oh, like no. that for yeah. you with Fortnite when the new yeah. Yeah, the new season starts. Exactly. You need to squad up for um, that, Joseph. So- we do need the squad up. Fortnite's it's so fun playing Fortnite yeah. because it's it's so much easier than Warzone. Like <laughs> I just get I, I get dubbed like, so easily. Oh my god, yeah, the, I get dubbed so easily whole, in Fortnite. The whole building shenanigans though that like kills me every I time. I still I still get I get really? dubbed. I win probably half I win like half the games I play. Jeez, we should all squad up. I'm pretty good at Fortnite too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so we want to thank everybody for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.